Hi guys, welcome to another edition of Humans of Finance. Uh, and on the phone with me today, I've got Dalibor Ikovic uh, from Salesstricker. Dalibor, mate, how are you? Good, Jim, how are you? Yeah, good, good, uh, mate. Thank you for taking your time to speak to me today. Um, and hopefully you're enjoying your time, um, I believe it's in uh, North New South Wales somewhere, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'm up in sunny uh, Balma, the back of Byron Bay. Oh, fantastic, sounds really awesome out there. I'm in sunny Melbourne, it is currently 16 degrees as we speak. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, we're not here to talk about me, um, we're here to talk about you and what I want to do is uh, introduce you to the wider human um, finance and coffee community as well as my other audience that's listening outside because this is also a public podcast. Um, now, um, I, I guess I guess I'd love to start from the beginning. I guess I want to ask, uh, what brought you to Australia, mate? Yeah, so look, I moved uh, in the early 90s uh, due to the unrest in former Yugoslavia. Um, so uh, can kind of came up as uh, as a board people <laughs> oh, wow. uh, with my yeah. parents and uh, and uh, my sister and um, I had an uncle, a late uncle who used to live in Hobart in Tasmania. So we ended up moving to Tasmania uh, in oh. 1993. So um, that was my uh, that was my first sort of point uh, port in Australia where I landed and uh, lived there for the you know, five years. Uh, oh wow. I did not know that, but yeah. Mm. Um, wow. Okay. So, um, obviously, well, I mean, I, I can't say the same because my, my dad was one of the original boat people, so I never, I never got to experience the um, the harshness of it. And I, I guess I just became a little shit when I grew up, um, not not actually appreciating the, the stuff that you guys would have gone through. Mm. Um, you know, new country, new language, and so forth. Um, but uh, what what. Um, Obviously, through all those tribulations, trials, and so forth, what what brought you into you know the finance space? Because um, I I think I came across what you were doing with Exource. Um, I think it was around 2012 or even before that. I can't yeah, about that time, probably. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the that was the start for me. So look, I obviously I, I did uni here. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a mechanical engineer, so I used to work in the brewing industry for. Uh, Thirteen and a half years, and um, I did not know that. Finance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so, brewing industry. Yeah, I used to work for Carlton United up in a in a later in Abbotsford Brewery up in Melbourne. You know, so not far from where you are. Um, so, um, uh, I was one of their graduates, production graduates. So, ended up doing some brewing degrees as well after that, and uh, you know, working for a big, I guess, blue chip Australian. Uh, manufacturer, you know, for, for quite a bit of time, and uh, that kind of moved me from Tasmania to Victoria, and then from Victoria to Melbourne, and from Melbourne to Brisbane, and uh, that's what I call quits, and uh, decided to do something else. And uh, um, I started at the time in maybe 2011, you know, playing technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I built a highly unsuccessful venture to start with and uh, very quickly realized there was you know, waste of time and waste of money so there was a decision to get out and uh, a pure coincidence um, I had a uh, really good friend of mine a guy called uh, John Painter uh, who's a mortgage broker um, who needed a website uh, I need some money <laughs> and um, uh, I built him a website that was a lead generation website and that was the sort of time where you can uh, fiddle with Google uh-huh. really now but uh, uh, I learned a lot with this initial uh, tech project you know how to do this you know how to get people on the website uh, I didn't have uh, 
any revenue. So I built the uh, agent website for the mortgage broker and um, he couldn't uh, process all leads. So he was getting way too many leads. So uh, he had an IPA, uh, he was paying and uh, they were saying, just can't get through it. Mm-hmm. Can't be that difficult, you know, <laughs> it's only a home loan. <laughs> right. Um, and, um, and then um, the pure, like, you know, basically need to uh, generate some money. Like I was running out of, out of savings and uh, etc. So I think, let, let me have a look what you're doing. And then I realized there's actually a bit more to it than, than, uh, than I thought. It was just immediately after NCCP uh, were implemented, you know, mm-hmm. I think they were in 2011. And, um, and we're talking here, March 2012. Um, and, uh, you know, pretty quickly I worked out there's a really good opportunity to do something for brokers. So you have to do this for every loan, yep. You know, he was using Podium at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it took me four hours to do application on Podium and I was going to be insane. Look, my background is in lean manufacturing, you know, so I can, I can nail this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I thought, look, you know, back then, look, this, this sounds like a really good uh, opportunity, like a pretty quick way to, to get into the different industry, which is one of the reasons why I left manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I built Exos, so that was it. It was a moment, moment in time that I thought to kill off the other previous uh, technology business and mm-hmm. uh, build Exos. And um, uh, I already had a couple of people working with me in the technology business, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, you know, you're a long process. <laughs> today um <laughs> okay yeah and uh, we started doing a loan with uh, with uh, loans with uh, these ones that we were generating leads uh, mm. with john and i put a website on within two weeks i got a guy calling me from melbourne uh, mm-hmm. he's no longer in the industry but uh, again you know we still in touch you know and he's in supply industry and he said look um, you know i need a loan process he said okay you know, i'll give you one for two grand <laughs> two grand a month yep. and then i pl- employed more people and uh exos you know is now sort of 80 staff and uh you know wow. processing about 1500 loans so um it took about 12 months to get to about 12 clients you know, and it was all wow. word of mouth so we didn't advertise we didn't do anything mm-hmm. that, uh, that brought clients in and um, took about three years to make it like a sustainable business mm-hmm. um, you know you're getting clients and, and we made it quite transparent and easy to leave easy to onboard and uh, mm-hmm. very very standardized you know, so it was uh, you know our way of you know, Norway I guess that was the that was one of the rules you had to put in um, mm. and that was the best decision we made so at the time you know so made a very simple product um, standardize everything we standardize including what inputs you give us and what outputs you get uh, mm-hmm. and then I basically applied lean manufacturing so it was like making a factory of long processes real based over cities I was mm-hmm. the only person in Australia and uh, we developed systems and processes before we developed customer base mm-hmm. um, and once we started getting customers it wasn't stopping you know they all you know them up. They're still warm up. Still don't advertise, really. Um, well, I mean, it's it's. I mean, looking on finance and coffee, it's a need that's not really going to go away, is it? Because at the end of the days, yeah, the the average broker would be is a, is is really good at selling, but you know, the, the paperwork and and with the the systems the way it being right now, it's just taking a lot longer to actually yeah. process a loan properly. Yeah. Okay, I agree. So look, but the, I also thought I was sitting in one of the I think connected. PD days, uh, one somewhere in the suburb of Sydney, and there was one of the 
uh, a lot of those SME lenders are presenting and they were talking about, you know, future open banking and technology and I was going, all right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so this is this is basically going to eventually replace loan processes, you know. So I thought, look, someone's going to come up and, uh, you know, all, all the stuff we built will just disappear overnight. So there was that worry. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, okay, let's put technology company. <laughs> um, if someone's going to do that, let, let, let it be us, you know. So that's how Telstra mm-hmm. came up with an idea. You know, and, uh, well, there you go. Yeah. You know, so so, so no, sorry. Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say. So that uh, I think originally was was the thought that um, that the individual brokers was going to use it and and not sales trick at what it is today. Um, yeah. Yeah. Correct. So initially yeah. it was to help us run because there was no solution we could use to run uh, loan processing for so many different uh, aggregators. So every system was different. None mm-hmm. none of them really offer any good APIs or wanted to offer APIs and. Uh, um, and we looked, we started to use a solution called uh, SmartQ or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, that, that, that was good, but it, you know, you couldn't connect brokers to it. This is like truck loans, and we used a solution called Canbanary. And then we used a solution called Pipedrive, which a lot of people know uh, what it is. And mm-hmm. they all had the same common thing. You know, the interface was a Kanban board which is now mm-hmm. becoming a standard in the industry. Um, and that's part of the lean manufacturing. So that was something I was familiar with in, a, uh, you know, in the big factories. And uh, I thought this makes all sense for, for mortgage brokers. You, know, you visually see what's going on. You can track mm-hmm. your deals. And if you have a big team, you know, so easy to filter and see what's going on. So, mm-hmm. so for me, visual management was always a very critical thing. And the more visual software is, uh, yeah, better. So look, initial idea was that my mom can Run sales tracker, and that's that simple, and uh, you know, uh, you know, we can do it. Sorry, did you say your mom yeah. can run sales? So that, that, was, that was the initial idea. <laughs> you know, I'll give her, I'll give her sales tracker login. I'll say, look, enter a deal for me here, and she can basically mm. run all of that. And that was yep. okay till about 2016. So this was in 2015. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So, t- but late 2016 and early 2017, we were way beyond simple, you know, and we then said, look, we need this feature, we need that feature, and then uh, mm. uh, all of a sudden it became evident that we're not going to be able to go directly to the banks or through apply online. Mm. Uh, so we had to become an aggregate platform. So we built. Mm-hmm. Um, we built basically all the broker tools and uh, you know expanded to, to pretty much what sales structure is now. You know, and in 2017, we end up uh, it was kind of coinciding with the symmetry kind of going out of uh, uh, not going out of business but being sold to a much larger company that didn't really care about it anymore. So symmetry, symmetry was similar to us. You know, it was run by you know smaller you know smaller companies that they paid a lot of care to it and liked it. You know, and then they mm-hmm. sold to a bit bigger company who didn't pay that much care to it, and then the bigger company sold to a much larger company who just, you know, for, for them this was he didn't care even. Sorry, who didn't even care? Um, it wasn't the... didn't fit in their model. You know, so once you once mm-hmm. you have headquarters in some in Switzerland, you know, like why would you, you know, really care about some product that's servicing like a couple of thousand brokers? So the, the timing mm-hmm. was right, and uh, we end up basically signing up a lot of aggregators that didn't have inbuilt technology so um mm. so we had a market from day one so the product was kind of cash positive fairly early um yep. and then we kept basically building and expanding then you know hadn't stopped till now so hopefully we might sort of you know, take a bit of a breather and, <laughs> and think about what's next you know so <clears throat> so it, it was like very quick five years you know so like you know we, we, we yep. started in uh 
what in September Well, yeah, I mean, as I was going to say, it's just that in the days, the pandemic's definitely yeah. um, brought that to forefront, hasn't it? And, well, look, um, you know, it's making people think differently, you know, for, for sure. Look, mm. you know, you know, vaccine might come up and people might say, look, it's all forgotten, you know, but uh, the, the risk that uh, big companies have been exposed, you know, by not being ready to operate remotely, not being ready to accept, you know, things like, you know, e-signatures. Like, I mean, in 1999, Australian law was changed to accept electronic mm. signatures, you know, no questions asked, you know, it's, it's, they, they both, you know, your, your, your income paper is worth exactly the same as e-signatures e and, and the Act doesn't say you need to have DocuSign or HelloSign or whatever, they just said electronic signature is acceptable, it's legal and it's equal in, in weight. So for everything apart mm. from deeds, you know, you, you, mm. you, you can use e-signatures, however, our industry still seems to be struggling with that, so, and there's a number of reasons for it, don't go into it, but, Uh, I no. think I think the providers are, you know, getting now like you know they're realizing now that uh, you know that they need to do something and uh, yeah I think the best is that the new CEO from NAB you know a few months ago when he was saying look it took us you know they were they were telling us it's going to take like 12 months to implement video conferencing in NAB and we did it in four days but just getting Zoom <laughs> and mm. um, you know small yeah. companies do that all the time you don't have to think about it. like we just go look what's better you know what's where, where's my problem like let's fix it you know but big companies move slowly. And as a result, mm -hmm. they're not really keen to digitalize. And I also believe, you know, banks don't want to commoditize their product, but they want it to be, you know, something special, you know, so you come here, see us face to face, sign something, you know, so, uh, well, consumers don't think that's way. consumers are definitely going, don't bother me, I want to sign something, you know, on my mobile phone while I'm sitting in a cafe, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Making lattes, etc. So um, I think that those mm -hmm. forces are coming more and more play and, and uh, COVID-19 definitely pushed that agenda much much further 
And now we're getting mm-hmm. this consumer data right that sort of is slowly getting a you know, bit more relaxed towards brokers. It's nowhere near where it should be. Um, but in, in the meantime, you've got bankstatements.com.au, you know, Mogo Plus, you know, basic uh, 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 cash tech, etc. All, all the parties mm-hmm. that can give you data that you need bypassing open banking regulation so you know there there is so much technology can connect that we always thought was inevitable to to come up and we built all of that into sales tracker in 2015 Um, but the industry wasn't ready and now it is ready now other people obviously catching up as well Uh, and then Mm -hmm. now we're talking more about like you know robot decisioning you know let's use marketing yeah marketing name artificial intelligence which is machine learning etc uh you know mm-hmm. it's really complex decision engines in the background that can assist brokers do stuff so we, we're obviously looking what's the next bottleneck um you know how mm-hmm. we fix the next bottleneck and uh, uh we think they are comfortable then that we're gonna fix the next 12 months two years you know which is quite unique you know so yeah so so going going on to that as well because you know through the through, through finance and coffee itself i, I can see the conversation with regards to other get a software and so forth um funny that you should mention podium but podium has been one of the ones which come up the most often as as being um incorrectly launched is probably the the nice way to say it. but the the complaints about it is is enormous right but with with any tech build most big businesses they they kind of hard code the program itself and then when there's changes need to be made, it's it's, it's almost impossible, or it it takes too long to do. Always, you guys don't actually do that. And, and I, I guess my questioning is leading the lines of: um, there's a thing called best interest duties that's about to be um, mm-hmm. implemented next year, right? Yep. So you've got a a, um, a a product or a platform which costs you millions and millions of dollars to build. But it's all hard coded, and there's things that you might have to amend, change, and that's not not easy. Whereas you guys sort of um, have built things in a very agile way, mm-hmm. and it's it's and you 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 you're able to API to most things as well. Yeah. So, have you found that? Um, I mean, this is just an opinion, um, just a question or opinion. Do you, do you, have you found that the bid issue is a, an opportunity for someone like Sales Tracker, or do you see it still as being you know that there's there's still more to be? to be, um, I suppose you'd call it, um, to come, basically. Yeah, look, there, there will be changes in a, in a you know, legislative sort of uh, space, and look, and that's one of the reasons why you don't have big companies like Salesforce, you know, coming in and building solutions here, because it's too, too small market and too many changes and too complicated, um, you know, mm-hmm. so, so for us, it's not a major issue, so I think we built Sales Tracker as a best interest duty ready in 2015, or more like 2017, mm-hmm. to be honest, the, and it, it's to do with the, with the, with the partnerships we had with the different aggregators. Um, mm-hmm. One of the aggregators we're dealing with, they, 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 they operated best interest duty thinking, you know, philosophy from the day one. And uh, they were quite involved in, in helping us build the broker tools or helping us scope out how our tools will look like. And uh, and look, it was basically in line with where, where BIT came in. Uh, we had to make a couple of changes to make sure that, uh, you know, a narrative that DASIC is, is wanting brokers to present is there and obviously lowest cost is there. And we still see aggregators saying they're bit ready or other software saying they and they're basically saying, look, you picked the, you know, you need to explain why you picked up the lowest interest rate product. And that's not what BID is about. You know, they talk about mm-hmm. lowest cost product, you know, and cost is cost is a very broad sort of area. You can have a 
we, we can now, for example, compare an offset product, a basic product, and, and fixed rate product. And let's say fixed rate product is the cheapest one when it comes to the interest rate, and basic one is probably cheapest one when it comes to total cost of loan. But if you mm. if you have discussed with your client details about you know how much they're saving, how much they're going to be extra uh, saving extra after they pay off the loan, and if they are willing to put it in offset account, and you give them that calculation in front of them. Say, look, if you got ten thousand dollars left, you know, you keep it in your offset account, and you add hundred dollars a month extra to your offset account. This is the savings you're making over the life of loan. Oh, this is the savings you're making over three years of loan, and uh, and the the results are staggering. Like you know, so you can everything you think about is cheap. It's not really, you know, that way. So mm-hmm. that gives you that sort of change we made. So I said, look, let's present offset calculation there, like in, in the comparison, because you need to have a discussion. You know, let's make some things, yeah. some fields a bit more, uh, you know, we've been giving a fairly simple five-step process, you know, saying, look, collect needs and objectives, collect product requirements, analyze those. So you need to analyze and this is what ASIC wants you to do. Um, then you know, recommend something, present options and recommend something. And then at the end, get authority to proceed. So we we, we say, look, you know, brokers should be able to count, count five. So we set five-step process. It's obviously longer than that, mm. but, uh, you know, these are the five critical parts. And we had most of these already since 2017. Now we just sort of change mm. the narrative, what you're telling to, 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 to brokers to understand. So example is, you know, a client might say, look, I want an opposite account. I don't care. Uh, and I want the lowest possible, uh, you know, cost, which is fixed rate product, you know, and uh, the reality is, as a broker, it's your job to tell clients what's in their best interest, not not to yeah. listen to what they're telling you, so that you have to listen to what they're telling you, but you need to, to explain to them why you're presenting what's in their best interest. So if the client doesn't have any savings, uh, offset product is probably not best for them, possibly basic product. And if they want the lowest interest rate, you need to explain that's not the lowest cost product. You know, so if they want, if they're yeah. looking for 30 years long, very rarely fixed rate product will be the lowest cost product. If they're lo- looking to refinance after three years, yeah, that's a different story. So you, you should be able to discuss that. But you need to state that, you need to write it down, you need to present that. So some aggregators came out. Aggregators came out with documents they call SOCA, which is similar to SOAs and financial planning. So this is what we were doing since day one. So our aggregators that use Sales Tracker, they had that type of documents in 2017. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, combining credit proposal, preliminary assessment, um, the single sales document that you can basically get clients signed electronically straight from the system. You know, so there was. That was there from day one, you know, and um, all we mm. did was, you know, change a bit of our uh, uh, narrative, you know, so, so, so to make it understandable what you're doing. I believe bid is the biggest change the brokers are facing since 2011, bigger than hand commission. Mm-hmm. Look, the biggest one's probably going to come mm-hmm. in 2022 when the government or whoever is, you know, going to be reviewing the uh, remuneration. You know? But so far, bid is going to be the biggest one. To, to put it plainly, if you did a loan in uh, today, okay, so this is what you know, mm-hmm. uh, early to mid December, 2020, and client comes back in 12 months' time, it says, "Look, you didn't give me the best product." They would have to prove that the uh, product was unsuitable for them, and that's nearly impossible. You have to be really, really uh, completely careless or, or fraudulent to pr- provide unsuitable product. Which means, you know, you need yeah. to cheat on the income and expenses, you know, to make something they can't afford affordable, etc. Um, 
it's still possible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's very, very hard. And, and that uh, Shira, Wagyu, Shira, Wagyu beef in Shiraz case uh, is proven that. Um, you know, mm. it's very hard to prove that. That's that's so yeah. yeah. That's the uh, for the audience who forgot about it. That's uh, the Westpac lost that case. Well, they, but they won at the end, like you know. So they they. Uh, oh, sorry, they, they yes, they won at the end. And, sorry. They, and and yeah. and, the, and the judgment was very very important. You know, it was basically said, look, you know. Um, you know, well, if you if you are, you can't basically say, but base your uh, assessment on what they spend in the last few months, because once people buy a home, they're gonna change their spending habits, and we all know that. We all knew it. It was like what you'd call common sense, all right? But had needed a case, court case, to say it's okay to to uh, you know have some benchmarking when it comes to expenses, because people spend everything once they pay their home loan and living expenses mm -hmm. you know that, that's reality okay mm -hmm. people don't save money uh but they 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 will save once they pay the you know rent mortgage etc so so that mm -hmm. that's the sort of logic of that and that's this is responsible lending but bid is different you know so let's say that you do a loan on, a, on the second of january or on second January, but let's say uh, you know mid January, <laughs> and there's no bro you can't find a broker. You can't find a broker anyway well, until 15th of January. So you, you never know. I mean, look, in the days your, your software allows a broker to do things online. I mean, you know, you, I think yours is the only one, or, or one of the first to allow a broker to do a, an interview um, via uh, what was it by video, yeah. right? and you can record it yeah. too, which is pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. So look, there, there's no excuse. You're right. You're right. There's no excuse. But you know, I'm, I'm hoping no one comes back till 15th. To January because that's the only time yeah. I get to a break as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the uh, the, the uh, you know 15 let's say 15th of January do a loan and client says look you didn't give me the mm. best loan. Well, unless you've mm. documented what you've done, and that scenario I said you didn't give me the lowest interest rate, you didn't give me the lowest cost loan, and you gave him second second highest lowest cost loan, you basically have broken big laws. If they if they have told mm. you what's important for them and they said look I'm lowest cost loan, I don't care. And you go look. I know you want that, but I, I've got a, you know, this this lender will give this much easier. I don't have to go through pain and whatever. Um, mm. And mm. Uh, you offer them a second lowest cost loan, uh, you will be liable. You know, you you won't have anything to stand on. You know, simple as that. Like it's mm. super easy to prove that you didn't look after someone's best interest, unless you have done really good documents. So, and this is why the five-step process is important. You know, what are your needs and objectives? What, what are your product requirements? Okay, you want fixed product, but you know you can't get it because of this and this. If you want a lowest cost product, it will be this type of product, and I can prove you, show you the comparison. Mm -hmm. And you you prove that you educated client about that. That's another sort of step. Um, and you got all the mm -hmm. documents, and you explained why you didn't offer them the lowest interest rate product, but why the other product was the lowest cost product. Um, mm -hmm. And um, and then, you know, it, it, to, sorry, on the panel that you had, then your panel is wide enough. Um, and then you basically get them to sign off to say, look, we understand that this is discussion we had. They don't signing off the best interest, your, your, you know, your best interest duty. You still have it. They can't say, look, you know, I, I uh, relieve you of any need to provide you best interest product. They're signing off that the interview notes and the uh, advice commentary is exactly what you discussed with them. So then you have something to take to court and say, and you will go to court um, to, to say, look, um, I'm. I've done this, I've explained this to you, these are the products and on my panel at that moment this was the lowest cost product and here's the evidence and that's mm -hmm. what we provide, so that's the technology is right. So a lot of brokers don't use technology, um, my guess they will leave the street or they will have to start using technology. Um, 
it's yeah. like and this is one of the things that bugs me a lot you know the it's a, it's a relatively low barrier of entry into the industry um we deal with a set of quite a few different brokers and software side and and a few more on the loan processing side and loan processing is quite specific you know people that outsource their loan they generally uh, uh, uh and i'm gen- i don't want to generalize here but they generally have already got a lot of the systems process sorted out so they're people that can run seven eight nine ten loans as an individual every month and to do that they need someone mm-hmm. helping them so you can do the same thing by employing local staff there's nothing wrong there um so i'm not mm-hmm. getting into the discussion but the uh um if you have sorted yourself out you know they're generally organized to software we see much more and i tend to pick up uh, help desk calls on Saturday and Sunday because I, I, I want to see what bugs you know my clients sometimes you know not that I want to be working on Saturday and Sunday but uh, I tend to pick them up and sort of have a look what questions we mm. have and I believe there's a there needs to be more education in the industry like you know people need to know the tool of trade um, etc it would be like saying look I've got a GP who knows everything about my disease but they can't sit down to write the uh, you know the recipe you know uh, to, to write which location I need to, yeah, I need to record it in the system. Mm. And I come back next time and they got no idea what have I done. And that's what's happening with the best mm. interest mm. duty. That's the, that's why everyone in, who's going to be operating from 1st of January will struggle to operate without a proper CRM. Uh, and that will be able to get a platform. So uh, I think you can still have uh, secondary solutions to help you. Uh, but your aggregate platform mm-hmm. will be the, the, the one to, to rely on because uh, you will need to prove uh you know how did you work out the lowest cost product etc so so we we've sent okay. you know we asked them to, to to review sales tracker uh when it comes to best interest duty and we've got a pretty much written sort of uh review and uh saying you know this is all excellent you know you can basically you know covers everything you need to cover you know however it still requires broker to do their job and, and that's exactly what's going yeah. on. So if you if you have all the best tools in the world that basically guide you through a simple five-step process to, to how to keep your house, because you're going to lose the house if you if you provide you know bad advice or assistance, create assistance. Yeah. Um, if you don't use it properly and you don't record what's going on, you're likely to lose your license you're likely to pay a lot of uh, fees to, to regulators and possibly to, to remunerate your client if not from your insurance then from your money um, I, I expect mm. there's going to be a massive number of new cases and I think we'll want to prove a point I can t- tell you this already and the first of January yep. is critical for that so I think that this is the biggest change and um, look other solutions are doing the same you know um, I don't know how well and how not, but like in a couple of them that I've seen, for example, for the cost, so benefit, they believe, you know, that the lowest interest rate is, is, a, is a good enough, which I think is uh, rubbish. So, um, yeah, I was I was going to say, because where we are sitting right now in December 2020, I mean, uh, for the good part of this year, we've had one, one of the major banks, banks uh, one of the big fours actually having a turnaround times of over 30 days. We now have another one that's over 30 days for for, um, for pickups. So I'm wondering whether you know all the research, all the all the steps that you do with a client, and you, you 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 know you choose one of those banks, but then or you don't because of the turnaround times. Is that going to affect the broker? 
and I'm kind it of is. thinking and it, look, it and that's something you need to be, we've been presenting 10 round days from day one as well you know the, obviously getting the mm. data from Exos and it's like real data so proper people calling banks mm. and saying when is this going to be picked up and they say in three days and then we say okay 10 round days three days and um, yep. so some banks like Macquarie uh, for example they publish it really nicely Every Monday you get like a uh-huh. really easy, good summary of, you know, we pick it up in this many days and we're going to be approving it with this many days. Uh, others, are, others are a bit more yep. like, you know, uh, remote about it, you know, so it's hard to work out. But look, the, the, I think the banks are going to be, especially yep. the ones that offer the discounts, negotiated discounts, they're going to really struggle because you can't plug in the uh-huh. negotiated discount in a, your client proposal because you, you're not going to have negotiate discounts for all four major banks and whoever else is doing it you know so you can't really say what's the lowest cost product at the moment when we when we apply the standard discounts they don't come competitive so i believe they will have to change the discounting model uh, the other thing is the asset has uh, added the additional product such as credit card to the best interest duty and, and that's probably the biggest piece of nonsense that hit broker ever brokers ever i know they've been mm recommended from treasury not to do that and they decided to do it um brokers don't understand quite rightly they don't understand what credit cards clients are getting uh you know it's not something they're trained in um banks are doing no. this as an additional service and now brokers are liable so if your client gets a, a good package product with low interest rate but end up overpaying the credit card they can take you out say look you didn't look after my best interest you recommended me a product today credit card that's not suitable for me or that's not in my best interest so this is a massive problem mm-hmm. and, and even the big four banks are scratching their head to see how they're going to resolve this because you know they've been now handed a hot potato you know <laughs> to say look you know well, how do we educate mm-hmm. brokers about it or what do we do with this do we disconnect this from the product that's offered and, and do it separately i don't know I think there's there's going to be a few issues. No, no, no more pro packs. You've seen Connected coming up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Connected coming up. You know, a week or so ago, saying, "Oh, look, there's a problem with the uh, with the consumer asset finance." You know, we've been saying this for you know before mm. the bid came in that this is going to cause issues, and we've, we've alerted some banks about mm. this to say, "Look, what are you going to do about it?" We are we, we seek our own legal advice on it from a number of different parties. So. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's sort of certain things that it has made more difficult. Uh, but from a software point of view, it was easy for us. Sorry, long long story around, but it was quite easy for us to add these additional things. Mm-hmm. So we still haven't finished it. We want to add a few wow. more things. Um, mm-hmm. But they're more about making some some of these five steps compulsory. Um, so basically making needs and objectives and product requirement captured compulsory so so far we didn't have that it was like you do it yourself uh as of first of january mm-hmm. pretty much every broker using sales tracker will, will have to collect needs and objectives uh, enter the comments and have to do it have to uh, collect uh, product requirements and we, we obviously offer this in the client portal version but uh, i i think this is face to face or this is video conferencing part because uh, you need to analyze that you need to discuss with the clients and explain to them why some things are not in their best interest on the spot because you'll, you'll know it straight away you know, you see that someone can't save anything and they want to they want to refine mm. their product with offset account you know well they can do something better with the basic product you need to explain that straight away and you need to document that that's been explained so for us now we can say look run a video call in built in crm record it automatically saves and you ever go to court you got the recording to play <laughs> and uh, just mm. save your mm. house save your business basically that's that's how i see it you know so um 
you know, look, that's probably that's probably enough of the best interest. You see, I think, like, and I think, I think it's a bit of a, wow. a, bit of a yawn, but no. like, uh, it's a big thing. And um, uh, we, we, look, as soon as we saw the draft, you know, I thought well, this, there's going to be some issues here, not from technology point of view, but more from my interpretation point of view. Absolutely. Well, um, mate, thank you for taking your time today uh, for having a chat to the audience. Um, as always, I'm, I'm in awe because, um, you know, you've come now today. I learned that you, you, you came a, as a refugee, basically. Um, English was probably seldom used before that or you had to learn from yourself. And then and then you've, you've come to be <laughs> you've come to be someone that's, that's a bit of a pillar in, in the financial world right now. Um, and uh, you know you built something that's not only used in Australia, but uh, over across the ditch, and probably uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're going to be expanding more than just uh, in uh, Australia. Uh, no, right? we don't know about that. Look, it's a big market already, and look, we've seen. Look, I, I, we went to Canada to have a look at the Canadian market, and uh, it's, a, it's a, apart from New Zealand market, it's the closest one to to, uh, to what's happening in Australia, and um, mm. and. Uh, I uh, I thought it was too hard job to go there, and uh, we, we put it on a on a massive back burner. Before we do that, we have other things coming up, so you know things to do with uh, yeah, autom- more automation, things to do with uh, things to do with decisioning, decision engines, and uh, and mm-hmm. um, you know like a bit more digitalization. So those are the things uh, are going to come first, and look, there might be projects for the banks as well that we are building as well, so that there's this you know entire entire sort of life of stuff you can do here in new zealand oh, mate. thank you um just really looking forward to hearing more from you on this one might get you back um later on in the uh well, in the new year just to, to i suppose um especially once bid's been implemented and see how that's going and then and then follow up um, after that just to see how you, you know there's challenges that you see the brokers across all the aggregators that are using stricken. Because um, if anything, you guys, you, you would have a more bird's eye view than, than most um, about this matter now. Um, but uh, thank Double, you, thank Jim. you so much for your time. Uh, and I look Talk forward soon. to thank speaking you, to you soon. Thank you.